Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome back to the Lone Wolf Surfer Podcast. This was my 11th session of the year so far and actually coming to you from 45th Street, Manhattan Beach, aka El Porto. (laughs) And um, wow, today was a totally different from yesterday. Um... It was a little harrowing and it was one of these um, test your metal um, aka bust out your balls and really see what you're made of kind of sessions and I'm just sitting here parked watching the waves and um, it's just it's it's just so surreal to be dry and warm inside my vehicle with all my clothes on right and um just watching the waves and just thinking like what i had just what i've just been through the last two hours so um for an average surfer today was heavy today was heavy um there were guys out there in their comfort zones who like the big surf and me putting my ego aside um if it were a foot bigger I definitely would have been way out of my comfort zone. I, I was just barely uh, squeaking out an existence out there sitting in the lineup, even though I was sitting away from everybody. There's just lines coming in, guys. Um, if anyone is listening in the South Bay area, like, God, it's just it's just been on fire. It's just so much swell energy. I can't remember when there was this much surf ever just to hit it this consistent. Um where, where you're just there are days where you don't even want to paddle out local because it, it's too big again if you're an average surfer or if you make it out there 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 are bombs that you just got to pass on because <laughs> you got to be super picky i always just see your lines coming in holy fucking shit guys so let me tell you just how the day started um i saw that last night Surfline upgraded the forecast again and they gave today a green rating all day and obviously the swell is going to be picking up throughout the rest of the day and it's going to be i think even a little bit bigger tomorrow so i believe the best window to hit it would have been this morning um you know while the swell is still kind of growing and it's manageable um and obviously with you know cleaner conditions uh with friendly friendlier offshore winds you know with a nicer direction right probably smoother glassier water and my surf mentor Rick already texted me like before I even woke up because I slept in like around I think like maybe like seven in the morning. He was just like, hey, like me and Gary, we're hitting we're hitting it. We're at the south lot. You know, we're on it and it's crack a lacking right now. And I was like, OK, so I already knew that the surf was going off. Um, I already have a leave of absence from work, so it's not like I was in a major rush. Um, did my normal routine, had breakfast with the wife, had coffee, watched the news try to look at the surf cams but the surf line surf cam is like foggy i don't know what's going on with it it's you can't really see anything like you can't really get a clear picture but i still didn't doubt doubt the intel that there was surf and then since the winds are going to be good all day anyway i was like well fuck it you know what i mean i'm just i'll just get out there when i get out there so i left the house at maybe like god man maybe like 9 15 9 30 scored on my free parking spot 
can't believe I actually got the free parking. So I was like, okay, cool. Got the free parking spot. And I just saw the lines coming in. I was like, oh shit, okay. And I already just brought the catch surf skipper because I had a feeling if it was going to be bigger, maybe I could just kind of pull in, kind of take some risks, risks, take some bomb closeouts and just, you know, pack a couple bombs um, that are more, I guess, safe if I got the foam board with me. And I'm just kind of a sucker for my foam board. It was either that or my rare bird, chili rare bird, my stand. Well, I think it's like a 6-2 gifted to me by Gary. But I felt like if it was going to be closing out more, then, then I might as well just be on the foam. So, yeah, it was just one of those days, like mornings, like, you know, you're suiting up and you're looking and you just kind of see the surf. And I already knew, like, okay, like, it's definitely going to be bigger once I get to the shore definitely gonna be bigger and um i think i'm okay so mentally uh, i was just like all right okay let me just see what i can do as i was uh approaching the sand um the water was already just washing up already hitting the rocks the inside looked pretty active pretty active and i was just like okay like how can i time this you know so I waited for what looked like kind of a little low, um, but there was really no low ever. <laughs> so I paddled out, paddled out, and I felt like I was just kind of caught there inside for a while, just kind of doing my best, duck diving. And this is going to lead me to talk about breath control. And I've heard Laird Hamilton talk about it um, during the JRE podcast podcasts with Joe Rogan. And then I think Shane Dorian even and anytime that, you know, I watch the vlogs of the pro surfers and the big wave guys, um, they always talk about just trying to stay calm to lower your heart rate. And that was a challenge, but I did my best as I was paddling. I was just I kept on focusing on my breathing, just normal pattern breathing. And I wasn't even trying to like overdo my paddle like I was just trying to hold my pace because as much as I wanted to just get out to the lineup with urgency, I felt like the waves are coming in so consistent, like it doesn't matter. I wasn't going to beat, I wasn't going to beat the waves by getting out there by making myself work harder because I was going to have to fucking take a few on the head regardless. So I just, I valued staying calm, trying to, you know, keep my heart rate down so I wouldn't get over adrenalized and tire myself out, you know, just from, you know, kind of. The fear a little bit and being out of my comfort zone and i can't believe it i actually made it out i was like okay it took a long time and guys were catching rides and they were like kind of like getting off of the wave kind of near me and then we were all kind of keeping pace all kind of suffering the same so i didn't feel too bad it's not like they were just kind of all just leaving me in the dust at the same time it didn't help that i was on on the five six catch surf skipper i feel like on days like this um more foam, more volume, more leaders, more length, definitely. You need that extra edge just to paddle out and, and just that speed to get you out. And I later learned, later learned that I also needed a bigger board for other things, but let me just kind of get past the first part. I managed to control my breath and my heart rate, not perfectly, but to a point where I made it out unscathed and I, I couldn't believe it. But at that time, I was just able to kind of relax and 
man, I'm telling you, I was my heart, my adrenaline was going so high that I was a mouth breather. I was trying to tell myself, breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. And I was just huffing and puffing. Mouth agape, just I was just a fucking breathing machine. I was a fucking total mouth breather. Just like grateful that I made it out without getting caught. And let me tell you, um, the wind was still good when I made it out. I checked my watch. It was like, what time was it? It was like 10.08. So I probably paddled out maybe like at 9.55 or something like that. Just say, just say I paddled out like at 10. And um, like I said earlier, a foot bigger and I would have been out of my comfort zone. But it was just within that range where, okay, I was out of my comfort zone, but I think what saved me was was that okay some of the waves are closing out but man let me tell you and in a way this almost makes the surf a, a little scarier again I'm an average surfer I'm not even gonna act like I mean if any of you surfed out there today and you're a big wave guy and you love love the size that it was today then this is nothing you're gonna laugh at this I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the average surfer all right there was actually shape and I feel like that's what makes it a little more scary because um, I think when it's like big and closed out it's like you kind of tell yourself okay well these waves suck anyway every wave I get is going to be a close out and if you go on, on on waves during a swell where it's just closing out like you really don't expect much you're like you know what like the fact that I'm even going is is already a win because I mean what else there isn't really much that you could do on the wave when it's closing out but on a day like today, when there's actual shape, it's like, okay, motherfucker. Now's your time to shine. There are no excuses. I, I don't know about the whole Hawaiian scale and the California scale. So, like, how am I going to describe it? I'm pretty sure there's going to be a bunch of content, videos, and, and footage, and photos out later today of, of what the surf was doing. You know, I, I'll just say, to be reasonable, I, what, a solid six feet plus maybe um easily <laughs> so yeah there was shape so there was there was no excuse it's just like all right motherfucker here you are it was like you know what sometimes you get get what what you ask for and um there was just no excuses so it's just like if you if you're not going on a wave it's because you're scared and that was the reality of it. And let me tell you, I passed on quite a few bombs. I passed on quite a few bombs. I guess on a good note, since there was shape, I, I was just ultra picky. Ultra picky. Like, I wasn't going if I didn't feel like I was in a good position. If I felt like my timing was off. If it looked like a wave where it was going to section off or close out. Or a less quality wave that didn't have as much good shape as some other ones that I saw. I was like, I'm not taking that one. I was being super picky. Because I felt like it was hard enough to get out. And I was lucky enough to get out unscathed um, that I just didn't want to get caught. So one of my fears of surfing for me, again as an average surfer, is just getting caught at the worst time. Like catching a wave getting over the shoulder and paddling out and then just seeing in the distance like the biggest wave of the day 
and knowing that you are just in the worst possible spot to me that brings the most fear because i've just had times where like oh god i mean i'm not proud of it dude call me lord baylor right as what gary would say where i, I just got to bail the board because there's just there's no escape and then i've been like sucked down so far and held down so long that you know thank god that in those situations that, that I experienced that it wasn't like a two-wave hold down because I don't know what I would have done. I, I could have potentially blacked out. Um, but like you're just down for so long and, and you come back up, you know, gasping for air and then there's like another wave right on you. And, you know, sometimes just as big. And uh, even worse, sometimes I've been, I've been sucked down and then my fucking leash will like wrap, will like bind my legs, bind both of my legs. And... The power of the wave is just sucking the board away and and just tightening <laughs> right my legs up you know from the way that they're binded from my leash and then you know you if without your legs while you're being sucked down under it's it's very dangerous it's very dangerous so that's like my biggest fear like when i'm in the water um one of the things that i'm always worried about is just getting caught inside and i've I got like borderline PTSD because of that. Just like, okay, just I try to avoid those situations to the best of my ability. So that's why I was being very picky. I was just like, I want a wave that at least has a chance for some kind of exit so that I can paddle back out, you know, like and give myself the best chance uh, without getting caught like that. All right. Next, I'm going to get into the few waves that I got. Um, so just hang in there. I'm ready past the 10-minute mark. And uh, this is the perfect time for a sponsor break. So don't go nowhere. Lone Wolf Surfer, your favorite introverted, irate, aggravated, isolated, antisocial surfer. Don't go nowhere. Alright, and we're back. So let me tell you this, man. I love my fat my five six catch surf skipper. I feel like it's so versatile, it's all around. As I've as I've said before, it's my favorite catch surf model. And um, you know, you can't use this board expecting a good rail to rail response, like you're just gonna be throwing out carves perfectly. Um if anything, because of the rails being foam and being chunky, I mean, you can easily lose the wave or fall off your board if you're not turning it correctly or if the wave is too slopey, like you just can't really force the board to go where you want. Um, but you will get down the line and it's a really fun board uh, on days if you're just kind of trying to, you know, pull into some bombs and some closeouts and just try to send it with a little less uh, consequence. But on a day like today, <laughs> when it's like six feet and occasional, you know, plus size waves coming through, um, five foot six is not enough. It is just not enough, man. Like I was, I was going for waves and it was just like, it, it, you know, it was hard to get into them. Um, but because I, I was being really picky, like, I was able to like time it right but man it was really critical it was really critical it's just like if I was a hair too early I wasn't gonna get in the wave because I just had didn't have enough volume right not enough board five foot six 
that's nothing on like a big on a bigger day you know and if i went too too late it's like i didn't have enough momentum um to get in the wave without just getting pitched or without pulling off some kind of crazy balancing cat-like reflex pop-up act um, which unfortunately I'm 42 years old not getting any younger and I'd like to think that I'm healthy and I'm in shape but um, you know I'm not fucking Tom Curran right in fucking Peru like on his son's like fucking 5 foot 5 or fucking Mason Ho on his lost rad ripper that's like what like 5'4 or some bullshit like I, I'm just a fucking average guy so you know to try to catch some pretty big waves on a 5 foot 6 foamy um, it's not easy but I manage on my first few waves dude i and i was picky i didn't want to go right i didn't want any of the rights i wasn't sure if i was going to try to chance it and try to pull in and, and try to get you know a little shampoo and see if i can get get some kind of cover up maybe like a little a little barrel at the very end of the wave so i was going left and i was successful at first my timing was right like like i said before i had to have pinpoint timing and i was okay man like just get up as fast as i could um held my line and um i was able to cut back the you know do some minor cutbacks on the board and i'm not talking about perfect sweeping cutbacks where like you rebound in the whitewash and you pump and you get down down the lip i mean you know the catch surf foamy is it's not that versatile i forced a few cutbacks and then kind of rolled rode the shoulder out and um and kicked out and um just kind of got back out there I did that like God. I, I got two decent waves like that, and and let me tell you, it was just it's just one of those days where like you're, I was just happy that I actually got waves. I didn't see anybody else on any catch surfboards. I did see a guy in a wave storm when I first got out there, and when I first got out there, the tide like it it you know was just kind of coming over the peak of the high tide, so I could only imagine earlier when the swell was maybe just like still kind of growing and there was more water, you know you know with the tide right it was like maybe a little softer i'm pretty sure like the wave storm you know would have been perfect or good enough if, if you're like a wave storm guru and you like you know big long softboards um but i didn't see anybody else on a board as short as mine or like on on any foamy material period like once once like the tide started to kind of drain back out a little bit and then the surf started to pick up even more so after this one wave there was just like these these perfect inside rides actually the inside waves look really good but the, the only thing is that if you caught the inside waves you would risk having to fucking you know wear wear the like the next outside set on the head and i didn't want none of that you know that's to me that's like the worst is you know to be inside and gamble and then know you're gonna get caught holy shit there's still fucking lines coming in guys it's fucking nuts God damn, dude, this has been a hell of a year for surf. Hell of a year for surf. So I turned at the last minute, and like I turned and went like on one of these nice little beautiful just like 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 inside waves and I cut it back again, but I realized like you know what, I'm catching this thing way too far and I'm going to end up back on shore. So I kicked out and then there I was again. It was almost like the first the very first paddle out. Kept on keeping my calm best I could, maintained my breath, and 
an outside wave showed up and I was like okay normally I would freak out but I told myself you know what this whole breathing control thing thing has been working out for me so far so I told myself just fucking calm down and try to duck dive the wave and you know what if you get worked you get worked but just try to stay calm and I barely beat the wave like I got past the most critical impact area but the wave still kind of broke on me and I chanced it I duck dive it and I couldn't believe it I fucking made it out I was like holy shit kept on going and I made it to the outside unscathed but let me tell you man the adrenaline that was going through me was just like I was just a mouth breathing machine and I was I was I talk about the surf being maxed out my lungs were maxed out like, you ever see a dog just fucking hyperventilating and, like, just can't, like, just looks like he's dying, like, can't get enough air? Like, that was me. Just, like, my... I was breathing so fucking hard and as deep as I possibly could that it was, like, I just... I couldn't get enough air and oxygen throughout the rest of my blood cells. I was, like... <sighs> like, deep, hard, long breaths for, like, quite a while. And... I never realized before, man, that whole breath control and trying to keep yourself calm, that, that's some fucking real shit. Because um, I was a little scared, dude. So after a while, I fucking calmed down. There were a lot of guys sitting at 45th, and they were sitting pretty tight together. And the whole time, I just kept on paddling more north, paddling towards the rocks, and, you know, I kept a nice gap between um me and those guys i was like at one of the first i was i tried to stay in front of one of the first tanks one of the first white tanks that's over there um kind of above the rocks there and everybody else just kind of wanted to you know i think and it was probably better where they were but i didn't care i didn't i didn't want to be in anyone's way um how many how many emotions are there officially that the human body can go through i don't know uh i've come across this knowledge before maybe what like five or six uh, you know whatever i experienced all those emotions the whole time i was surfing um it it just wears you down i would i would just say it's like uh, my body was just cycling through each emotion like like a dozen times just like fear you know um <sighs> being like happy to make it out of a wave and feeling confident like I belong here and then feeling scared like god I, I have to let this wave go it looks good but I, I'm just it's just too big it's out of my comfort zone like I just don't want to go um humiliation you know what I mean like I let that wave go everyone's looking at me <laughs> you know um just all the things that go through your head and then just the cycle of it was just kind of wearing me out man I'm telling you after a while just the adrenaline um i've heard stories of people having heart attacks in the fucking while they're surfing and, and dying out there and i'll just think of myself like dude like this is <laughs> i can see how this happens now you know what i mean <laughs> sad to say um anytime it's hairy i feel like these are things that you think about you know when you're out there like fuck dude like what if what if you know it's scary like what? My wife's gonna get the notification. She's gonna have to come to come up, come to my fucking parked car. You know, um, am I gonna be a fucking a statistic? Even though a rare statistic, right? Because it's not like surfers drown here every day for the most part. 
I think that people hear about it when something like that happens. It does happen, but it doesn't happen all the time, right? Um, I'm talking respect, guys. Just having respect for the ocean. Anyway, I did catch a few rights, and it was just kind of funny. I, I didn't surf those waves very well, and I would... I have a new definition that I came up with. I would call them trophy waves. The trophy waves are the waves where everyone is watching, right? Those are the waves where everyone is paddling back out and you're the, the person sitting at the perfect spot where that one wave is coming to you. And whether it's close out, a bomb or whatever, it's just like, okay, the, the spotlight's on you. I caught one on my backhand going right and I was just pumping and pumping and I accidentally over pumped and I went over, I went over the wave and, and the wave kept going. Um, wasn't my best ride, but at the same time, I felt like it was good and it was necessary because I was showing everybody, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm on a fucking pink 5.6 catch surf foamy. I'm totally undergunned. I probably don't belong out here, but I'm catching something. <laughs> like, at least I'm catching some waves, right? So, there was one way, oh God. I caught a clean right, a super clean right, and I saw it, I saw it go hollow at the shoulder right before like it got soft, and it would have been a perfect wave to kind of pull in on my backhand and just kind of train and practice, you know, to, to try to get some cover up. But the size that the waves were today were just out of my comfort zone to do that. I caught a left, same thing. I caught a left. And like it started to go hollow, but just just the size of it, I was just I it was just out of my comfort zone. I didn't feel comfortable parking it right there to get fucking slotted. My priority was, you know what, get out unscathed and make it back out and just fucking just just ride the waves. The fact that I made it out there was a win. And the fact that I wasn't getting worked. Um, wasn't getting caught in the inside, you know, in the impact zone, and wasn't getting washed on shore, um, where I have to fucking throw in the towel because I can't make it out. Um, that was enough of a win for me, and and I was satisfied with just going for the wave. Um, man, it was humbling, dude. I just hundreds of thoughts just went through my mind, and. Again, just cycling, cycling through the emotions, dude. I just I had, I was thinking about MC Hammer, too legit to quit, and I went from that to to Christmas carols. Have yourself a merry little dude. It made no sense. That's how, that's how my brain was was cycling out there. I was just, that's how harrowing it, it was, dude. For me, I was just kind of going through everything. I did not see a lot of people who didn't belong out there. I think I was probably the guy who didn't belong out there the most, aside from a longboarder who I saw uh, deeper towards the smoke, the smokestacks, going towards the jetty. Um, he was sitting out there just kind of waiting for a good perfect one, but I, I saw him on the inside caught, and then and then he disappeared after that. Um, no egos, dude. No egos. Like real talk, dead ass. Uh, I I borderline did not belong out there. But I, all I could do is, is the best I could do, man. I was catching waves. Maybe not surfing them the best way that they could have been surfed, but I did the best I could, man, and I was catching waves. Towards the end of the session, just the adrenaline was wearing on me, and I was getting fucking tired, man. As this, this tide dropped and the wind 
started to switch more on shore and get a little more choppy um the peaks that were coming through were a little more sectiony still forgiving meaning that i've seen days out here where it's mile long closeout it wasn't like that today i would almost describe today as like big wind swell that's almost how it was because there were peaks like for example the south bay el porto i've seen this place this place is fun on a, like on a good size wind swell like two to three occasional four wind swell or even a three to four foot wind swell is, is actually really fun because it's really peaky and today it was it was coming in like that as far as the peaks but just big just really big with you know the occasional sections and the closeouts but um there were no excuses today if you're out there you could get a good a couple solid good rides and i am grateful for the rides that i got but as i started to get tired man i was scratching out on a ton of waves and then there were a few bombs that i went for and my timing was just too late it was like i got pitched i got pitched like two times and while i was in the water i was just trying to think the best the best way i could describe it i was just a fucking sack of potatoes man that's all i was it was just like I would paddle super late and as I'm popping up it's just steep it's just my board has zero contact with the wave it's like I would pop up and it was just like whoop and then ooh when I hit the ground like oh dude literally fucking sack I was a fucking big brown fucking sack of potatoes man I got pitched gnarly like two or fucking three times just into the fucking flats um very punishing but still to my surprise i I'd, I'd, I'd resurface and i didn't eat the nasty outside set i, I i'll give I'll, I'll give today that it was big and yes it was a little scary but it wasn't mile mile long closeout conditions where it's just big hollow fucking jaw like waves just fucking clamping down and just fucking obliterating everybody it wasn't like that like i was shocked that even though i was getting worked i was able to get back up and paddle back out then i got to the point where it's time for me to just catch my last wave and be done and let me tell you i was so fucking tired and this is where i really felt the lack of volume the lack of volume it's just like again just the adrenaline that I had that I went through and that was coursing through my body fucking the whole session feeling like I was out of breath it, it took its toll and I was just fucking tired dude I was so tired that it took everything just to try to get like in the last in, in tr- just to, to try to get that last wave all my last attempts were fucking like hard man I, I, I was missing waves I should have got um five foot six man i'm telling you like i don't know what i gotta do either next time when it's like this i gotta i gotta pull out the six two um rare bird i believe it's a six two it's a six oh it's or it's a six two i gotta bring out like a legit board that has more fucking at least more more paddle more, more length for the fucking paddle it's either that or I got to take out my wife's board, which I don't want to do. She has the 511 Catch Surf RNF, which I know isn't technically a barrel board, but it's a foamy. And I do like surfing foamies when it's bigger. And um, at least that board has more length and it has more volume. And I could make it out easier um, and get into waves easier. 
but obviously there's the consequence of just, you know, having to fucking wear a few on the head with a lot more fucking board attached to me, which, you know, is also, um, a little hard, (laughs) it's not easy to deal with, but I finally got my last wave, and it, it, like, sectioned out, it was a left, and it it sectioned off, and you know what, like, it's fine, I, I straightened out, I straightened out, I caught it to shore, and now I'm back, man, I'm back in my car, and all I can say is that I'm just so grateful, dude, like, to be out there on a day like today, and having made it, and having survived, and only, only having a few wounds to lick, you know, I'd say the hardest part of today was just that first paddle out. Um, yeah, I fucking wiped out. I had some pretty solid wipeouts, but what makes the the wipeouts really hard is if you come to the surface and then you're just fucking eating the fucking outside sets, or what I like to call being a Game of Thrones junkies, paying the iron price. I only had to pay the iron price a few times, and it wasn't even that hefty of a fee. I've I fucking had worse days, where I'm just caught in the impact zone by some fucking bomb sets and I have that internal conversation with myself where I'm like maybe I should just call it I, I just need to turn around and you know at that point that's when it becomes more ego and pride and um you know where you where you pretty much force yourself to stay out so I didn't really have to deal with that today man um if tomorrow's gonna be bigger dude I, I'm, I'm not messing with it I'm not messing with it like I know my limits, dude. And I'm good. Not only that, I think we're supposed to have some bad weather. Um, So I don't know. I also just got my... I think I already said it the other day. I got my 20-year letter from the California Army National Guard. I'm officially retired, man. And one of the great perks of retiring military, I got my free California State Parking Pass. And oh my God, dude. Like... I mean, I could push it, I guess, tomorrow um, if it's going to be big and, you know, and if it's not raining quite yet, I I guess I could go to PV, Palos Verdes Cove. It's going to be holding there, but I don't feel like going all the way to San Onofre. I don't feel like going all the way to Bolsa Chica. I don't know. It just depends on how I feel tomorrow. Oh, no, actually, no. I have a Zoom meeting tomorrow at 9 in the morning. I forgot, so I don't think I'm going anywhere. But anyway, guys, man, that's my day, dude. Um, Again, if you are a big wave guy... Um, this podcast right now is going to be a joke because you're probably one of the guys who I saw out there just having a field day. Um, and it was no problem, no fear at all. Uh, but I represent the average surfer, right? I'm not that good. Um, on the lone wolf surfer aspect, I did great. I thought I didn't sit with the pack. I didn't have to compete and I paddled away from everyone and I really had my own zone to myself and maybe it wasn't as good as as 45th Street where everyone else was but there were still some waves and I did catch some waves so I did well I did well as far as the lone wolf surfer aspect and in a way it's not just me getting away from people so I could have waves to myself if I'm being honest it's me being away from people so I'm not a hazard to anybody else I don't want to be in anybody's wave and in, in anybody well i don't want to be on anybody else's wave i don't want to snake anybody but i also don't want to be in the way i don't want to be in the middle of fucking traffic where you know some guy has to alter his line because i'm there so one of the reasons that being a lone wolf surfer isn't just to get waves to yourself it's it's also safety you know you got to know when when the conditions are gnarly and if you're not comfortable um you can be a fucking a hazard to everyone else around you so 
that was like another win um but where i lost today uh totally wrong board i should have just busted out the rare bird the chili rare bird um at least it's it's like a six like i said it's like a six zero or a six two and like five foot six is my magic number i have three boards that are five foot six i love grovelers i love short boards so anytime i ride a longer or a bigger board that's six feet it, it feels big so that totally would have helped today okay that's all i got man i'm just so grateful i survived dude um breath control man research that shit breath control dude if you're ever surfing and you're fucking freaking out you're probably gonna get worked anyway so why get worked out of breath with your fucking heart rate out of control dude practice your fucking breathing practice your control and uh try to keep that heart rate down you know and you just got to be safe if you know for sure that you're you're definitely out of your comfort zone and it's dangerous for you just go in man catch the next one in dude there's no fucking shame of that because you can't surf anymore when you're dead and you can't be proud of making it out on a big day if you fucking don't survive it and i know it may sound stupid to, to to say that to some of you because well it's just surfing well you know what fucking it's <laughs> you gotta respect the ocean it's, it's so fucking easy even like on one of the wipeouts i got held down for a while and i came up and i'm telling you like and if it would have been like a worse wipeout and if i could have been held down 10 seconds longer I would have been out of breath and I don't know what the fuck, like, what, can I black out? It's possible. But it's dangerous, man. You got to respect the ocean, dude. Here's another note for today. <laughs> it wasn't crowded. Okay, yeah, there were people out there, but as I said earlier, pretty much everyone I saw out there had business being out there. I was probably the only one who had the least business being out there. But it's not like it was too crowded where you couldn't get your own wave it was like there there were enough waves to go around and people were passing up plenty of waves people were spread up people were getting worked on the inside after their rides so um today was like a real deal day and it still is i'm just watching these waves come in guys all right that's all i got enough with the italian goodbye i'm the lone wolf surfer i'll see you guys again on the next podcast stay safe out there